We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I am your host and coach, B. King. I'm so excited. I haven't recorded a solo episode in quite some time. I've had incredible guests on the show and I've learned so much. I miss chatting with you, having this nice little living room chat or car chat or kitchen chat, wherever you're listening in this episode. I'm just excited to be with you. So today this episode goes live is 4th of July. And so I was thinking about 4th of July and freedom and it really got my wheels turning because when I meet with potential clients and current clients, you know, I ask them what they want and they want freedom. And I think about this a lot because we live in the United States and Yes, while there are certain things that feel like we're moving backwards, we do have freedom. We, I get to record my podcast, the freedom of speech. I get to wear whatever I want. I get to express myself. Um, and while people might not agree with it or like it, I'm not going to go to jail for it. And there's places in the world that that happens. So we do have freedom. If you're listening to this and you live in the United States, yes, there are things that are limited, um, that we don't feel as free, but overall, when we really think of the word freedom. So it got me thinking, because I remember when I was at Powerhouse Women event <clears throat> and Rachel Luna was talking about that, because she was talking about money and what people wanted more money. And they said they, they wanted freedom. And what she said really resonated with me because she said, it's not freedom because you have freedom. It's access. You want access to things that you don't have access to now. And that was like, yes, that is, that is the thing that people want the most. They don't realize about having more money that you have access. But so then I went kind of down this rabbit hole of thinking about freedom and why my clients come to me and tell me that they want freedom or they value freedom. And what it got me really thinking about is freedom from our emotional distress. And this is really important to understand because when we say we want freedom, we feel like we're not free to the things that are happening outside of us that we don't have control over. So this episode, I want to talk about freedom from within. We're going to talk about emotions and explore how they shape our experiences, our relationships, and our personal growth. We're going to talk about discovering the power of your emotions and how that can transform your inner landscape. So we're going to dive into really understanding how to create internal freedom. Because something that one of my girlfriends and I talk about a lot is whenever you're triggered by something that can be seemingly 
small, right? The way that your brain metabolizes, the way your brain thinks about the event, the experience decides if you're going to feel emotionally uncomfortable or emotionally neutral or emotionally positive. So it's really, you know, triggers can bring on like metabolize into a positive experience, but most of the time triggers metabolize into a, um, dysregulating experience. Like your body goes into a state, your nervous system gets activated and you can't access your higher thinking and you're in a stress response. So that's what people want freedom from. They want freedom from this like internal battle that they have with themselves every single day. So I really want you to walk away after listening to this episode with a deeper understanding of your emotions and having an effective strategy to help your emotional well-being because this process is the key to personal transformation and most importantly the freedom that you're seeking one of the thoughts that i like to think is leaning into discomfort creates freedom It's when we resist it, when we react to it, or when we avoid the discomfort is when we're not free. We feel trapped in our minds. We feel trapped in our bodies. And that creates a disconnect from who we are and what we want in our life. So as you're listening to this episode, I think you're going to realize how much power you actually have to control your emotional experience. So today we're going to talk about emotional freedom, emotional liberation. I'm going to help you break free from your emotional limitations and help you embrace your true essence, your authentic self. And I think the more that you listen in and tune into your body, the, the more freedom you will have. So let's talk about the essence of inner freedom, because this idea of freedom, it's not an an external state. It's an internal state of being. So inner freedom comes from the liberation of our limiting beliefs, our outdated thought patterns, and our conditioned behaviors. So our thoughts create emotions. It determines how we feel. So there's things that happen in the world. There's a circumstance that triggers a thought and the way that we metabolize that thought determines how we feel. Now, the thing is our body remembers experiences before we're aware of what the experience is. So a lot of times we try to outthink feeling terrible and we can't outthink feeling terrible. The way to freedom is actually being able to sit with the discomfort, to be able to lean into the discomfort. That is what's going to create the freedom. So I had a meeting with a client this week and after her meeting, she was doing a reflection and she was like, I I still need practice with thought downloads. I need practice with transitioning from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. So she had something happen um, in work and she felt tight. She felt anxious in her chest and tried to work through it with a thought download, affirmations, and then looking at her surroundings to see abundance, but she still felt tightness. And so I see this all the time with my clients. They're trying to outthink their way to feel better. They're trying to positive 
think their way to freedom. And that is not the way. The way is sitting with the emotions, sitting with the discomfort of the anxiety. The anxiety is not the problem. It's our reaction to it. We feel anxious and we feel like something's wrong. All that anxiety is doing is sending a signal. It's letting you know to pay attention. It's letting you know to, to stay alert. So when you are experiencing anxiety, all that you need to do is ask yourself, why? And that will reveal the thoughts that created it. But once the emotion is there, the way to freedom is to just sit with the emotion. And I know that sounds like very simple and it is, but it's not easy because our natural inclination is to get away from discomfort. Our brain's motivation is to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and it likes things to be super easy and efficient. It loves cutting corners. So naturally you're trying to find a quick way out of it. And that actually prolongs the freedom that you're searching for. So the importance of cultivating this inner freedom is the key to living a fulfilling and satisfying life because there's this common misconception in order to find fulfillment that you're not going to have any problems. And it's not the absence of the problem. What it is, is the acceptance of things outside of your control. You know, when something happens and we're upset about that thing happening or we have anxiety about it, we can't change that it happened. It has already happened, but we can change how we view that. Now, before we can change how we view that, you have to be willing to sit with the emotion. So the way that you do that is acknowledging that I'm feeling anxious and then giving that anxiety space. Because when you're feeling tight, it's almost holding the emotion hostage. But when you give it space to move through your body, no matter how uncomfortable it is, within 90 seconds, you are going to experience that freedom. Because all an emotion lasts for is 90 seconds as long as you don't interrupt it. So if you can sit and be present with the discomfort of the emotion, that is your way to freedom. So if you're not driving, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, in your office or you're listening to this um, in your kitchen, take a moment and pause to just check in with how you're feeling and using your breath to make space for the emotion, because all that an emotion is, is a vibration in your body. So when you can identify what that vibration is, that's how you can start to make space for it. And that's how it starts to move through you. So one of my favorite exercises for removing anxiety is something I call tree shaking and tree shaking is essentially taking your hands above your head and shaking your arms vigorously and doing this for two to three minutes and getting your whole body involved. So this is a somatic release that can actually make you feel more grounded, anchored in safety in three minutes or less. Now, if you're having a really big stressful experience, it might take a little bit longer, but just the initial like tightness, this helps move it through. And then taking three or four big deep breaths and full exhales. Because what you want to do is signal to your body that you're not under attack. So the, the problem that my client ran into was she was trying to think her way out of the stress and you can't think your way out of it. You have to feel your way. And that is how you create inner freedom. So now I want to talk about unpacking self-limiting beliefs. Because it is our limiting beliefs 
that stop us from living the life that we want to live. We tell ourselves that we're not smart enough, that we are not um, resourceful enough, that we are not athletic enough. We tell ourselves that we are not pretty enough. All of the enoughs, which I'm at this point where I'm like, isn't that story just old and outdated? Like, aren't we just sick of telling ourselves the same story over and over and over again, when consciously we know that enough is not real? When consciously we know that your enoughness is 100% inherent, you cannot, you came into the world enough, there was nothing that happened that made you not enough, except these, these thoughts and these beliefs and this conditioning that now when you have the awareness is your responsibility to question them. And this is why coaching is so powerful because this is what changed my life was being able to sit with someone else who could witness me in my true essence and helped me see the limiting thoughts that I had. And my limiting thoughts were in the flavor of I'm not smart enough. Um, They're going to find out that I'm an idiot. Um, I can't figure things out. Things are harder for me. And I would say these thoughts, like I was telling the news. Like I was just like, no, this is just facts. And I have all of this evidence to support that I'm an idiot. And that was one of the biggest things that held me back (laughs) for so long. All of the things I ever wanted to do, I did not do because I was so afraid of being seen as incompetent because I believed that I was. And it wasn't until a coach made me question those beliefs and unpack them. And I understood where they came from. And those beliefs formed as a form of self-protection. So even though the delivery is let all messed up, it was really loving and kind. And, and the, the intention behind it is to protect me. It's to keep me safe because there was experiences where, of course, I formed that belief, right? So these types of beliefs are what stop us from living the life that we want to live, going after the dreams that we want to go after, like living into the person that we want to be. So the first step is obviously awareness. You have to understand what the belief is and you have to question everything that comes into your mind. And this is what I do in coaching is I sit with my clients and they tell me things like the news, like what happened with me. And I just question it. I'm like, is that actually true? Have you ever questioned, is that your own thought? And then we get to the root of it. Like, where did this come from? So that's the first step is writing down what thoughts and beliefs you have about yourself and the world, and then questioning them, asking yourself if it's true and asking if they serve you. One of my favorite exercises is after I identify the limiting belief, I cross it off and write bullshit. (laughs) And it's so satisfying It is so satisfying because you're like, no, that's not true. And so that's the first step is identifying what the beliefs are, acknowledging that it's not true, and then explaining why it's not true. So yes, it's one thing to say, well, it's not true, but now you want to be connected in your unconscious mind of why it's not true. And so when you ask yourself why, it digs it up from within you, and then you can answer it. And then you seek evidence for the the belief that you want to believe. So for me, with that belief that I'm not smart enough and I'm an idiot, um, I had to find evidence of why I'm smart enough. And that was hard in the beginning because I really, this story, even though it was so limiting, it really served me. Like, I just felt like no one expected anything from me. I kind of just like slid under the radar. No one really had, like, no one had to pay attention to me. I kind of just like, took a back seat. 
Um, so it served me. It was really protecting me from feeling embarrassed, feeling rejected, uh, all of the things, right? So now I had to find evidence for why I'm not an idiot. And that was hard at first, but then I started writing things down. And by the end of the hour, I was like, a genius. Like I'm a genius in my own way. And this is why. And then I went into all of my thoughts about me being super resourceful and how I always figure things out that I believe that everything is figure outable. And then Marie Forleo came out with this book and I was like, that's why she's my girl. I always had this mindset that if there's a problem, I can solve it. And I went down this rabbit hole of all the reasons why I am smart. And I was like, yeah. So now I have the evidence for that. And that's where the freedom lies. Now this limiting belief comes up at every new level. So I don't have these thoughts like I used to, but they have these sneaky flavors that limit me in my new level of life in where I'm at in my business and my families and my relationships. And so now I have to work on it at a different capacity because I have a bigger capacity and now I get to work at it there. So step one is identifying what the limiting beliefs are. Um, step two is understanding the core belief underneath, like, where does this come from? You know, what is the root of it? And then one, two, step three is debunking it. So explaining why it's not true, deciding, declaring it's not true, and then flipping it, inverting it on its head, and then seeking evidence for the belief that is going to serve you, because that's what it's all about. Like when you really sit down with your limiting beliefs with a coach, the coach is a neutral place. And I am listening if that belief or story is serving them or not. Like that's just kind of where I start. I'm like, is that serving them? And if the answer is like, it's always serving them, but it's not useful. Like there's a way that it's serving as a self-protection. So it's a very intelligent part of our body and our mind that protects us. It's a very primitive part of our body and our mind and our nervous system. So it's always makes sense. And I always let my clients know it makes sense. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you uh, because that's where I was at. I used to have this deep inherent belief that there was something inherently wrong with me. And I spend so much time trying to figure out what's wrong with me and why I'm broken. And I'm laughing because I notice this pattern every new level of life I'm in. And then I'm just like, it's not true. Like, if I keep looking for something wrong with me, I'm going to find it or I'm going to make a problem because our thoughts create our results. So I'm like, all right, that's what I talk about internal battle, right? When you don't feel free is when you're battling all of this stuff inside of your body and your mind all of the time. So really unpacking your limiting beliefs is the way to inner liberation. You can liberate yourself from these stories, limit, liberate yourself from these limiting beliefs that have just been holding you down and holding you back for so long. You are literally going to access this insane power from within yourself. That's going to propel you forward. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about emotional freedom. You know, what is the role of emotional freedom in personal liberation? So the role of emotional freedom is we, when clients come to me, they're like, I feel so heavy. There's just like, I'm carrying a weight. And what they're carrying is unprocessed emotions because our thoughts create how we feel. And when we don't acknowledge how we feel, it like builds up over time. It builds up, it builds up. It's like calcium 
in um, like your water system. You know, there's all of these hard minerals and there's all these things in your water. And over time, it builds up and things don't flow as well, right? Like the buildup in your pipes and your drains, it just gets blocked. And that's how emotions are in our system. So when you don't feel and process your emotions, what happens is it blocks the flow, your energy, your chi, your life force. And this is the key to attracting what you want into your life. So if your energy is not flowing because you are not free internally, what's going to happen? You're not going to get the things that you want. You're not going to have the energy to go after the things that you are aligned with. And being able to acknowledge the suppressed emotions is what is going to help propel you forward. So the impact of suppressed emotions, emotional attachment, and unhealthy patterns to your internal freedom, it's pretty profound because number one, what gets stuck in our body manifests in dis ease. So disease comes from suppressed emotions, emotions that are stuck in our body because each parts of our body holds on to certain emotions. And I remember the first time I got energy clearing and I could feel sadness, this cold wave move out of my body and the areas that sadness were, it was crazy. I felt this lightness. I felt this like flow as soon as that energy was cleared out of my body. And so the way that you do that is like you, yes, you could go to Reiki, you could get energy clearing, you could do body work, you could get as woo as you want, but you also can create emotional freedom in your body just by intentionally moving your body any way that feels good to you, because that helps you give the exit of the emotions. So when your nervous system is dysregulated, it's coming from that buildup of emotions over time. So when you have a stressful situation, if you don't process the emotion, your baseline for stress is really high. So instead of coming back down after a stressful situation, what happens is something that is seemingly not stressful at all will stress you out and it spikes your cortisol, spikes your stress hormones, and then you come back down to this higher baseline. So your allostatic load is the cumulative buildup of stress over time. And so that, you know, maybe over, maybe in like a month's period, it doesn't have that big of an impact, but just imagine years of that allostatic load. That's wear and tear on your body, on your nervous system, on your mind that keeps you in a completely dysregulated state. And so what does dysregulation mean? Essentially, it just means things are not working as they're meant to. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Our bodies are insane. Like absolutely insane. I've been doing a lot of breath work and I it clears so much energy out of my body that I can feel this pulsing, I can feel the blood moving through my body. I can feel my heart beat even more. It's like fuller in my chest. I can feel that energy and I, it's, it's truly mind blowing. And really my fascination with our bodies really grew after I had my daughter because my birth was incredible. And I attribute it all to the intelligence of my body. Once I got my brain out, my, my brain out of the way, I literally just was like, let my body do what it's meant to do. And my, my birth was insane. And it just, I, I remember after, after the moment that Ellie was born, I was like, our bodies are incredible. 
Like I just was so in awe of what my body could do. And we just take that for granted all the time that it is constantly working 24, seven, seven days a week, doesn't take holidays off. It is incredible what our bodies are capable of. And our bodies are so intelligent when we are, when we feel like we're threatened, it puts us in a state to help us survive. That is so smart. The problem is our modern time doesn't, they're not really under threat as much as as much as our ancestors were. So we have to learn how to regulate and process our emotions so that we can have that emotional freedom. So the first thing that you want to do is unleash the suppressed emotions. So you can do that through any somatic exercise. You can go get body work. You could do energy clearing, but truly even just ecstatic dancing where you're just dancing to music with your eyes closed, moving intuitively, that helps you release suppressed emotions. Breath work, is also one of the most powerful ways to release emotions. I remember I had so much sadness in my lungs and after doing breath work, I could feel that flow of energy so much more clearly than before when it was kind of like, like my breath was shorter. And that helps remove the stored up emotion so that energy can flow through you like a drain. Like if you get a plumber come out and clears out the deposits in your drain pipe and then the water starts to flow more fluidly. So that's the first thing is release suppressed emotions, then emotional attachments. You know, we have attachments to people in our life, experiences in our life, and we have to be willing to cut the cord. We have to be willing to send back the energy that is not ours to the person that it belongs to. So you can maintain your energy at a high level. And so having energetic boundaries is incredibly important to your emotional freedom. And then the last thing I want to touch on is unhealthy patterns. So we have habits that are outdated that we have not looked at to see if they're helping us or not. Our habits are actions and they are a symptom of, of our emotions. So if you are in a dysregulated state, if your emotions are you're in a plate of stress, worry, overwhelm, fear, your habits are going to reflect that emotion. And that is going to be clear that your thoughts, your beliefs are not in alignment with how you want to feel and how you want to show up in the world. So checking in with those habits and understanding what emotions are driving those behaviors. So the last thing I want to talk about is conditioning. You know, we have to let go of our societal conditioning and cultural expectations on what personal freedom means. We have, you know, this, this world that we have been programmed by and being able to question if it is aligned with you, if it serves you is the key to emotional freedom, being willing to question the societal norms and discover your own true authentic values and desires. I think about this a lot with success because I help women reinvent success. Like people think making a ton of money means success. And I just started questioning that so much because I'm like, yeah, having money is great and it's fun to make a lot of money, but does that equal success? Because I see people making a shit ton of money and they're terrified every single day of their life. I'm like, that doesn't, that's not success to me. Success to me is being able to take Fridays off and hang out with my daughter. Success to me is being able to finish my work day at 3 p.m. and have the afternoon to hang out. Like that's success to me. And so when I started questioning my own values and desires and seeing, you know, if it's aligned with what society has told you, that's where I started to create my own 
freedom. So the first thing you want to do is check in with what your core values are, not what society has told you to value, not what your parents have told you to value, but who you are at your essence. For me, my core values are fun, growth, connection, and adventure. Like those to me are the lens in which I view my life. I, I, I really check in with making sure every single week, one of those values is being expressed. And once you get used to doing it this way, that becomes who you are. And you don't even have to consciously think about it. It's just a part of your everyday life. So in order to let go of societal conditioning, you have to understand what you value first. Okay. So to wrap up this episode, you know, I talked a lot about, um, emotional freedom. And I want to talk about, you know, the why emotional freedom is essential. And I've already shared some practical tips and tools that you can use, but I will make sure that I share that again, because emotional freedom is not something that you have to wait for a later date. You can experience emotional freedom today, right now, after listening to this episode. So the reason why emotional freedom is essential is it because it fosters your self-expression and authenticity. It allows you to be true to yourself without fear, right? It allows you to be who you want to be in this world without fear, without judgment, without shame. When we are emotionally free, you can express a wide range of the emotions that you're experiencing without suppression, without judgment and not judgment of other people, but judgment of yourself. I can't tell you how many times a client judges themselves for feeling a certain way when I'm like, you're just a human being. You're going to have these emotions. That's what makes you alive. And how lucky are we to get to have, be able to experience the spectrum of emotions. You know, this authenticity allows you to form deeper connections with yourself and others. And then this is the key to living in alignment with your values. So what you want in this world, you can create by living in alignment with your values, by getting your thoughts and your emotions in alignment. So that's number one. Number two is emotional freedom gives you the, the release of the emotional baggage, unresolved emotions, um, the baggage that we carry, you know, when someone's like, I have baggage. I'm like, you don't have baggage. You have an emotional, you, it's an emotional baggage. It's not actual baggage. Like we think the circumstances are the baggage, but it's the emotions that are weighing us down. It's the emotions that weigh people down from being able to live and fully experience their life. Emotional freedom involves acknowledging processing and releasing these emotional burdens. And it gives us the permission to move forward with a lighter load. So you can let go of past hurts. You can heal those emotional wounds. And this can cultivate a sense of emotional resilience. And that's what we want. It's not about not having the difficult emotions. It's about being resilient when things happen that we cannot control. Okay, so reason number three why emotional freedom is essential is it creates increased self-awareness. God, emotional freedom is so tricky because you have to be okay with sitting with the discomfort. You have to be okay with understanding your own emotions, your triggers and patterns of behavior. So through self-reflection, like journaling and emotional exploration, like I explained, sitting with the emotion, describing the emotion, you will gain insights for things that motivate you, what your desires are and what your needs are. So this heightened sense of self-awareness allows you to make conscious choices 
and respond to situations from a place of emotional intelligence rather than um, reacting, rather than being impulsive, rather than just being unconscious. Okay, so reason number four, emotional freedom is essential, is emotional enhanced well-being. Our emotions impact our well-being. Suppressing and ignoring our emotions can lead to stress overload, anxiety, and a variety of physical and mental health challenges. So emotional freedom enables you to acknowledge and honor your emotions, which will which will lead to a improved emotional and mental state. So you won't act on your emotions because it's the actions that end up hurting us, not the emotion. It's the way that we behave or react, right? So this allows us to cultivate a healthier relationship with ourselves, which results in a healthier relationship with others. And it allows you to navigate life challenges more effectively. And ultimately what we all want, right? To experience joy, fulfillment, and resilience. So important. Um, okay. We have two more, two more reasons. So two more reasons, the last two reasons, improved relationships, emotions are an integral part of human connection and communication. Why? Because connection is an emotion. So when we are emotionally free, we can engage in more authentic and meaningful relationships. You can express your emotions, honestly, listen, like actually listen to others and establish healthy boundaries. So emotional freedom allows you to deepen your connections, deepen your trust and understanding when you have interactions with loved ones, your coworkers, or just your community, because when you accept who you are and you accept your emotions, it allows you to accept those in others. Okay. So the last thing that I want to touch on is empowerment and personal growth. Emotional freedom empowers you to take control of your emotional experiences and life. So your narratives determine how you feel about situations that happen that you can't control. So emotional freedom empowers you to challenge your limiting beliefs, to explore your emotional wounds, to explore your emotional triggers. And by embracing emotional freedom, it transcends your limitations. It makes them dissolve. It expands your capacity. It helps you get out of your comfort zone and helps you go after your passions and your goals with confidence and resilience. So ultimately, emotional freedom is the key to unlocking your true potential and living a more authentic and fulfilling life. It allows you to embrace your emotions, heal your emotional wounds, and cultivate a deep, deep sense of self-awareness and ultimate well-being. So I want to invite you to prioritize your emotional freedom. Give yourself the space to liberate the emotions that you have been suppressing for so long. Decide if you're going to journal, decide if you're going to dance, decide if you're going to do breath work or somatic release. There is so much wisdom that our body holds. And once you give yourself that liberation, that's when things start really flowing into your life. The things that you want start flowing. So what I want you to think about is the way that you attract is by who you are being. And the being are the emotions, not what you're doing, but who you are being. So once you liberate yourself of all the emotional burden, that allows you to step into your full essence, your being state. 
All right, my friend, I, whenever you're listening to this episode, I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. But if you listen to this on the 4th of July, if you have a beautiful holiday, and if you have some time this week, give yourself the space to liberate yourself from your emotional burdens. As always, it is my pleasure to be your guide and your host. I'm sending you all so much love. I hope that you have a beautiful holiday and I will see you soon.